Hello and welcome once again to Birdcast, the podcast where we examine the work of legendary screenwriter Nigel Neal in television, film and other media. Regular listeners to Birdcast may be aware that April 2022 is the centenary of Nigel Neal's birth. And for some time now, our own John Deere has been cooking up plans to celebrate that. And he isn't the only one. We're joined by longtime friends of the podcast, Toby Haydock and Andy Murray, who are also involved in things coming up for the Nigel Neal centenary. This is Birdcast, episode 29. Welcome again to a very special edition of Birdcast. We have um, with us now, obviously, John, our guiding lights, our professor, um, and friends of the podcast who we've had on before, Andy Murray and Toby Haydock. Hello. Hi, and it's a real pleasure to have you guys on us. And um, the reason that we have convened for this episode is because we're all involved in doing things to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the birth of Bernard Quatermass <laughs> and of the birth of Nigel Neal. Brilliant. We are going to talk about this because we, we've all got various things um, going on with this. Um, so, so, for example, Andy, um, you're involved in an event at, well, at home. Where is home for you, yeah. Andy? <laughs> There's only so many people can get in my house. No, it's not. It's the Art Centre in Manchester. So, uh, right. yeah, this, is, this has been and gone already, actually. So at home, they have a season called, um, sort of annual season called British Writers, where they celebrate in January when there's kind of space in the programme to do that. Um, it started off just being a screenwriter, but it's kind of evolved into being a northern or northern related screenwriter. Uh, and it's by a guy called uh, Andy Willis, who, who works at home and is from the University of Salford, who I know very well. And I've been involved, we did a season on Jack Rosenthal a few years ago. Right. We said it would be a good idea to do Nigel Neal at some point. And then obviously when we clocked that it was the anniversary, the, the centenary, it was, well, this would be a good time. So yeah, it started, I think it was something like the 5th of January, finished last week, which is the 25th. Uh, had nine screenings, had an introduction, which was myself, uh, an event, a one hour introduction event, which is myself and Toby, uh, and nine screenings, all of which went very well, I believe. Yeah. Right. So what were the, what, what did they screen? What did, what, what guys, what did you Well, we kind of, because, and I suppose this is kind of part and parcel of what we're talking about here today. There's so much going on, uh, this year that we sort of thought we're going to have to have a bit of an angle here. So when we started to look at what we could possibly screen between myself and Andy Willis, we realized that what we could do adaptations so we sort of focused on Nigel Neal as an adapter either of other people's stuff or his own stuff adapting from TV to which was quite neat it did mean there were things where you think I really want to show a couple of episodes of Beasts but I can't because it's cheating and so but yeah we we showed what we get 1984 Wuthering Heights uh the John Osborne adaptations look back in anger and the entertainer uh, Woman in Black, am I missing anything out so far? Um, the Witches, Quatermass in the Pit. I think that's everything. And the event that we did uh, myself and Toby, so yeah. That sounds cracking. 
yeah it was great uh, and it went uh, there was obviously sort of a point where towards the start of the year we were thinking is this actually going to happen despite all the planning but it did and it went down very well and yeah people seem to have responded to it very well that's 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 amazing stuff and it's kind of great i mean i'm presumably people responded this way well up in manchester as well well yeah up at home and i guess you got a good showing for it as well which is really really good yeah yeah Given that you have someone who died some years ago and wrote from the 50s through the 90s you know yeah. But I suppose that that's all about the, the, so what we're doing here, isn't it? Really, is this this fact that you know, it's one thing to celebrate the centenary of Nigel Neal because it was a hundred years ago mathematically, but you wouldn't necessarily want to celebrate every writer who, who died a hundred years ago. They wouldn't necessarily no. deserve it. <laughs> so bluntly, you wouldn't necessarily think that people were talking about it or interested, but they still are. You know, sort of a hundred years after his birth, there's still a huge amount of interest. And more so, don't you think? There's been there's been a revival uh, yeah. of, of recent of, of, of recent times certainly. I think it helps that it's also 100 years of the BBC, mm. and Nigel Neal has a phenomenal legacy with um, with the history of television, um, and that's 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 important. Uh, I think to to understand the the way television grew and shaped as a as a cultural uh, signifier um, it is hugely indebted to, to, to the work of Nigel Neal and that's something that's 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 that's, that's easy, easy to bring in um as 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 part as part of interest you know like things like the folk horror revival bring bring works of Nigel Neal 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 to interest but it's uh as his work as uh, as as an adapter uh, not just you know not just of, of film work onto onto on TV, but for taking stories through the medium of television, which when he started was you know incredibly primitive, um, is is important as a as an example of what a significant writer he was, both within the quality of his work and the, the sort of the the, the, the utilization of the of the te- of, of, of the technique and how that sort of plays into early days of 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 um, of, 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 of TV and thus as, as of being being in the public eye yeah well i mean we talked about this as well that you know you you kind of tend to think of nigel neal as somebody who's very original and he was hugely he had fantastic ideas but it wasn't just that he had these adaptation skills as well he had this sort of storytelling skills developed from writing short stories initially and adapting stuff for television it it, it kind of makes him this you know it's this double threat that that he doesn't just have the ideas mouse for for telling the stories as well gets overlooked that i think it's um i I was i was actually telling someone this morning because they were asking about birdcast and uh, as i said one of the things that um i found that i'd learned was that in looking at the work of nigel neal is but his story is basically parallel to the story of a big chunk of british media history in a lot of ways and that his stuff develops and we you know he's there in each of these different stages and each of these different decades and it's sort of a snapshot of how how british television and to a lesser extent british film developed um but then you're talking about short stories as well um now i recently was told by john that there's a new edition of tomato cane coming out and i immediately went and pre-ordered a copy and i understand you might know something about that <laughs> yes so this is it's a company called comma press again a manchester connection they're based in manchester 
and I've worked with them quite a few times over the years and I've been nagging them over all of those years to 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 bring tomato game back out uh and it's kind of come together which is fantastic so uh so yeah you know actually technically you sort of think how do these things work how do you get the text of tomato cane of a book that that's that old i scan it and somebody else uses software to use it so actually my copy of tomato cane will be will be cloned in that respect it will be seeded quite proud of that so yeah um so yeah um so yeah fantastic really and i think a lot of the things we're going to be talking about today come back to the same thing which is that the neil estate so is his children uh matthew and tacy are sort of very um amenable to these sorts of things so um yeah they they've kind of put their weight behind it and it's happening and sort of after you know god knows how many times people over the years have said when why don't why doesn't somebody bring tomato cane back out and it's well it's it's finally happening so i think it'll be july is the current date and it'll sort of be the usual the usual formats in all the bookshops etc can i ask um were there any instances of um or sorry, examples in the text which you had to had to look at or revisit and think. <laughs> that was that was very diplomatically worded, and yes, there were. Yeah, there, there is certainly element, and I think to be honest, I mean, Comma uh, anticipated this and said this is often the way. Basically, you know, Tomato Cane was published in 1949. Obviously, there are things that you could you could do and say in 1949 that you wouldn't necessarily do now. So yeah, there are a few instances um how can i put it they're generally instances of people using phrases but they're characters that you're not supposed to like using phrases that you wouldn't necessarily use now so i don't think that's a reflection on nigel neal it's just a reflection on the times but certainly yeah there are things that will but also he's using these characters um he's using this as signifiers that they're characters that you're not supposed to like which is interesting i i it's it's um it's interesting i i own um a copy of a collection of short stories by um by American pulp writer Robert E. Howard. And it was published maybe like 15 years ago. And it has in the front cover, in the front page, like the very first thing, even before the indices, a disclaimer basically saying, some of this is a bit freaking racist. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, but I don't I, I, I Neil doesn't really give me the impression that he'd go that far. You know, the well, I mean, text of that. The, the, the sort of big example of that is there's a story called Chains. I don't know if you know it, and it's about a slave ship. So it's basically, it's you know, I, I would, uh, <laughs> let's get it clear. I don't think Nigel Neal was racist. These aren't racist stories, but it's a story that deals with racism. And it's exactly yeah. that where you think, okay, I wouldn't necessarily use that term now, but you can't totally neuter it because it needs to be in some way loathsome to carry the weight that this story is supposed to have. So it's going to involve a little bit of tweaking carefully. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's all about, uh, yeah, it's all context. It's not just... Uh, uh, will it will it contain a, a trigger warning, do you think, the edition? I don't think it'll have to. It, there aren't an awful lot of these uh, instances. It's just that, uh, yeah, like that particular story, maybe you would have to. Um, but generally, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's I, quite... I mean, a content warning is the literal opposite of censorship. In a Absolutely, lot of respects, yeah. Yeah. you basically yeah. just sort of say you're grown ups. There's stuff in here that's going to offend some people. Yeah. You know, make your choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a responsible thing to do. Yeah. Some of it, it would fall into that category and some of it wouldn't. So, uh, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> we'll, well, I think we'll do a, a future episode specifically on tomato cane, but it makes sense. It yes, makes sense to wait, to wait, to wait, to wait. To, it, it, we're, we're nearer towards, towards, towards publication. Much excitement. So tomato cane uh, is coming out again soon, which is really exciting. I'm looking forward to getting it in my hands. Um, and we've had the season in home already. And we're going to be seeing a bit more of Nigel Neal in other media, which brings us to our other guest, um, the, um, the inimitable Toby Haydock. Um, so, Toby, can you tell us a bit about what you're going to be doing? In the yeah, well, season? seeing is, is, uh, was perhaps a bit of deliberate misdirection because it's <laughs> only going to be the radio. <laughs> and forgive me, I'm going to have to uh, speak rapidly and uh, with uncharacteristic economy because uh, I have another booking this evening. Um, but uh, so I, I, paid, I, will, I paid for one. It's a potential for, for me to disappear. Um, but um, yes, uh, I'm fortunate enough that um, the good people at BBC Radio 4 Extra, where I was, I'm one of the rotating hosts of um, that means the shed, you know the roster is rotating. We don't we don't just sort of go away from the microphone every now and again, and you, you miss a bit of us. Um, you uh, have a lot of like the chairs that turn around. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we just just sounds like we're oscillating around. Um, uh, we um, well, it's a sci-fi hour called the Seventh Dimension on Radio yes. Four Extra that is on at six pm and repeated at midnight. Uh, and I'm very fortunate. I've been very for a very long time, so I'm occasionally able to. Uh, exert influence is wrong but make subtle <laughs> subtle suggestions that they they uh, are amenable to and, and Moy McGowan the producer there is always very keen to you know stretch the possibilities of what is essentially an archive slot they're not really allowed to make programs or anything in the seventh dimension right. it is there to dig old old to the very Nigel Neal fashion dig dig something old and ancient out and unleash it onto the world uh, and they they do a lot of uh, archive sci-fi um, but what they've done for the weekend before the centenary so the weekend of the 16th and 17th of april they are playing um the radio adaptation of the stone tape from a few years back uh and the radio adaptation of the road uh, that i adapted for bbc radio 4 uh in 2018 which features mark gatiss and adrian scarborough and hattie morahan um who is the daughter of christopher morahan who directs the original um and I, uh, and they have very kindly, uh, because the stone tape is 45 minutes long, uh, have let me have the other 15 minutes of the hour slot to put together. I mean, it would be bold to call it a documentary, but at least uh, an introduction slash overview, um, you know, clips. Um, be I'm bold to call it a documentary. A, a mini documentary on Nigel Neal that will be, you know, fairly entry level, I suspect. Um, <clears throat> well, no, actually, no, I, I, actually, that's unfair um, because, you know, listeners to 4Extra are, are sort of conversant in the medium, but there'll be, yeah, an overview of his work with a few clips. And I have a couple of interviews I'm trying to get clearance for. So, because it would be wrong, I think, not to hear from the man himself, if at all possible. So there'll be yeah. a mini documentary on Nigel Neal on Radio 4Extra the weekend before the centenary due to a bit of um, clever tweaking of the schedules by by Maureen McGowan at, at Four Extra, so that's rather fun. That is exciting. Um, that's that's very exciting, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm also hoping to get my Quatermass book out this year. It won't be in time for April, <coughs> but but yes, um, 
I mean, my publisher is a great fan of all things Quatermaster, presumably listens to this podcast, which he may do with more alacrity than he's answering my emails at the moment. So. <laughs> he's I'll, been a guest on, yeah. he's been a guest on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know if I should edit that part oh, out. No, I don't. Oh, okay. good. Um, <laughs> Marcus. Yeah, so there's so the Quatermass book that's coming out imminently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this, and this is happening the week before the centenary. Now, on Birdcast, normally what happens is that John interviews our guests and then I interject with something entirely off topic and then John brings it back onto topic again and then the guests sort of roll their eyes a bit and carry on talking but this time I get to interview John because we're talking about the centenary the centenary April 23rd specifically let's talk about what's happening on April the 23rd it's St George's Day Shakespeare's and, birthday, actually. And Shakespeare's um, birthday. And, and, and death... as a patron of Shakespeare's Globe, you should know that. And that should, should be the first thing you came up with. Sorry. I was sorry, I was trying yeah. appealing to the patriotic patriotic masses. His death day as well. Uh is what he died on the same day. It's also the day uh that um we will be running Nigel Neal a centenary celebration at uh, Crouch End Picture House. Crouch End Picture House, which is very exciting. Uh, lovely big screen. Which, which John, John is going to be very coy about, but he's poured a lot of blood, sweat and tears into the organisation oh, and, yeah. uh, and has pulled off a number of coups. So um, don't he be all bashful, John. Some little old thing that I've tossed off in my blood. <laughs> blood uh, yeah, in fact, we, we first talked about this um, because I've, I've been John's sounding boards um, for this rather than I'm, I've been not so much. I, I've, I've done very little so far apart from uh, put the website together, but um, any issues with the website are my fault, not John's. Um, but yeah, you've been um, working on this for months now. Um, well, I thought, yeah, I mean, I think I first had the idea when I knew it was that if you're a fan of Nigel Neal, you know it's born in 1922 you know 2022 is coming up. So I think in, I think it's 2021, beginning of 2021, I said, with some idea of how long it would take to put to put something together. Yeah. Is there an, and through, when we first put Birdcast together, like the guests we knew and had, 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 had stayed in touch with, plus, you know, the go-to people like Andy, like Toby, um, Everyone in this involved on this in this conversation will be will be present and co contributing at the event. That I've probably got the nucleus of something already. Um, and I originally well sort and spoke with you, and then I spoke with Andy, and we we originally went to 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 the BFI, um, who liked it, but. BFI doesn't really do full day events. Now you can compartmentalize the event we have done and split it into four, but it wasn't necessarily fit with their system. And they also would have would have their own plans. Um, but I went to Picture House because uh, I knew Deborah Allison, who is their uh, senior program. Um, and she came back very quickly and said, yes, we'd like to do something. And she has to get it. Immediately yeah, said that Picture House Central would be, you know, it's, it's yeah. It's still it's still not hugely mainstream. It's still slightly countercultural, which fits in with some of what Picture House do, but isn't necessarily, you know, if Tom Cruise wouldn't be a might not be a guest, so there would be limited. It may, you know, it may be too big an area for the Jazz Central. So uh being part of the North London uh, liberal elite mafia, um 
I know the picture house at Crouch End. Occasions and you know several of the guests that will live not not a million not a not a million miles away. So I suggested that we that we hold it there. Uh, Deborah was amenable. Um, we had a meeting with the local program and their team, uh, and they said they'd do it. And then within rapid succession, um, it 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 started it started to take shape. And as I started to ask people, uh, Toby kindly agreed to come on board. Uh, Andy was always was always was going to be involved. Bernard. Sorry, um, uh, Toby has just picked up his dog on this on, the, on this Zoom call, and I've met, I, I met Bernard, and he is he, he is a lovely, lovely, lovely Hello, dog. Bernard. Right. Anyway, um, careful dog. of what he digs up, though. Oh yeah, oh dear, dog. Right, so five million years old is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so that was so you know we had a nucleus uh, of a zoo. Anyway, that came off, uh, and then really nice, the BFI came to us. Uh, because Picture House were starting to go for clearances. Now, I wanted to concentrate on television rather than, rather than film. I, I would say I will end on the film, but I'll end on Quite a Mass in the Pit, as it's, a, as, it's, as it's often the entry, it's often the first, one of the first things that many people saw, saw of Nigel Neal, myself included. Um, but it's, I wanted to show telly. I wanted, um, because I wanted that to be a focus for where Neil really made, a, made, made an impact. Um, and so, the, Picture House took responsibility for clearing, right? So, I learned lots of new things. Like, if it's not clear, if it's not been cleared uh, for for broadcast, you have to have a separate um, licensing, even if it's been cleared for DVD release. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Uh, local authority may even have to may even have to be involved. So that was that was all fun, but you have to clear all that through through the BFI, as they are the. I mean, not for the BBC stuff, but for, for for ITV, the National Television Archive is 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 is, is the BFI, uh, and so that rather alerted the BFI to what we were doing, uh, and bless them, they they came forward. They said it looked like a really really nice event, and they would shape uh, their season in sympathy uh, with ours, um, and that was that, that was really welcome. And I talked to them about another some a number of people who who would like. Marcus Prince, one of the programmers there, says, "Oh, uh, I, I've worked with Jane Asher. Um, I'll I'll contact her for you." And gave me her, uh, contacted her because Jane Asher is going to be there. Because so, yeah, one of one of the central points will be Jane Asher will introduce um, will introduce a stone tape, and I'm very excited. And I've spoken to Jane, and uh, she says she's very excited. So I have no reason to disbelieve her. Um, and that's going to be something something very special, and this has garnered a lot of interest. Um, She's not the only member of the cast of Casting Creek, because she only not did famous um, quite, Hammer's Quite a Mess Experiment, age nine, I think, in a in a scene yeah. that um, Val Guest, I suspect, homaged from from Frankenstein with um, with Richard Wordsworth, um, and she'll be there with Renee Glenn, who did continuity um, on that in 1955. And that has worked with Val Guest a number of times, uh, and that will possibly be the only two um, surviving people from that production. Uh, I think that yeah, that would be very special. So it's special to have people who were involved directly in the making of the world of Nigel Neal. Um, I, I was quite excited to hear that we'd approached David Simeon as yes, well. Thanks. Yeah. Who perhaps means a bit less to um, a lot of people, but it's basically no, I mean, for giving me a career. So I'm... Well, I'll come on to, yeah, I mean, David Simeon, uh, who Toby kindly uh, introduced me to and was very kind and very, very personable and very funny 
um, and uh, said said he was said he was happy to come along. Now, Doctor Who fans will will, will know him uh, as Alistair Fergus from 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 from, from the Demons. Uh, yeah, he was also in he was in Fantastic of Death as well. Um, you, Inferno. You know, Inferno. Sorry, yes, I'm thinking of. I was thinking of Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Be yeah. Jeffrey Beavers. Um, you will also know him maybe from the first scene of the first episode of Forty Towers. He's the man that's running late because he didn't get his alarm call. Um, but topping all that uh, is his lead role uh, in, in Nigel Neal's Moraine, um, where he utters the line, we don't go back, which, which 40 years later launched, launched Howard's writing career. Um, so uh, Howard, you're... you're, you're You'll be into you'll be interviewing him, won't you? Uh, and, and yeah, apparently so. Yes. And, and Dave, David, it's also worth mentioning, was a very very close friend of Nigel Neal. That's true. Yes, that's, that's, that's uh, very interesting. So, so, so lovely. Because um, I'd I'd done a Doctor Who thing with with David, and I can't remember how it came up, but uh, he said, "Oh, you know, my my Nigel was was my best friend for years," and I went, "Ah, well, in that case, would you <laughs> can I buy you lunch?" And uh, and so <laughs> so I've I've interviewed David a couple of times, and then then. Yeah, when John was was putting everything together, um, uh, uh, John John called David and uh, and uh, he was more than happy. He's a very genial, lovely, engaged, funny uh, fellow. But yeah, he's got plenty to say about Nigel, not just from having worked with him, but having. Uh, I mean, he's got. We won't tell you where David. He's got signed first editions, I think, of all of Nigel's books. So um, so uh, you, know, you know, when David's house gets burgled, I'll make sure I've got an alibi. <laughs> <laughs> I and I mean we've got we've got several um former guests from Birdcast coming. Uh, we have, yeah. Haven't we? We've got um Vic Pratt and William Fowler coming, Andrew Screen, um yep. Andy, obviously. Andy's going to be coming. You are still <coughs> uh, coming, yes. aren't you, Andy? He, he, yes, he, he certainly is. Uh Toby will be will be emceeing. Um yep. we've also got uh Adam Scoville, um your great Writer folk, of the folk horror. Yep, the, yeah, the inventor of the of the folk horror chain. Uh, we've got Jennifer Wallace from who's uh, who her day job. She's a she's an academic. Uh, works in very interesting in, as a historian of medicine, um, but she also runs Head Press um, Publishing with her with uh, with her partner. We've got Matthew Sweet, uh, broadcast, yep. broadcaster and broadcaster and journalist. Um, we've got Una McCormack, who Wonderful on Matthew McCormack, yep, yeah. who on Matthew Sweet's show. Uh, plugged broadcast, so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a good log class, middle class validation. There's some good, there's some good log rolling we're doing as as, as private as private as private. I was private. I would call it. Kim Newman uh, is 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 coming. I don't think anything to do with uh, British counterculture is fully is fully complete without with 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 without without Kim without Kim Newman. Uh, Johnny Maines, who's a British fantasy award winning author and um, writer, uh, and. BFI, uh, not just, not just um, uh, Vic and uh, Vic, Vic, Vic and Will. Uh, there's uh, Lisa Kerrigan, who's um, senior uh, senior curator at um, of television, and uh, uh, Dick Fiddy, who's one of their programmers, but works um, also works as a sorry, he's a programmer, but also is a is a is a, a writer and research on. On our, on, our, on, our, on our kind of television. Uh, oh, Steve Gallagher. Steve Gallagher, who has a, has a guest as well, um, who I was especially keen to get with. People will know him for writing uh, the Doctor Who story as Warriors Gate and, uh, and Terminus, but is a, 
a very successful and influential writer of, of books and TV in his own right. And I was really keen to have him on because he wrote what I think is the nearest to a Quatermass uh, series since since Nigel Neal did it in um, yes. 11, 11th Hour. Uh, and between that and Shimera, I think he's a good person to talk about Neil's Neil's Neil, Neil's legacy. Yes, as we can, can confirm that Nigel Neal had Stephen Gallagher's books on his bookshelf. I can tell did you. he? That's that's that. That's Told that, him that, as well. That's, that's, that's good to know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is a very exciting event. We've got we've got screenings for several things. We're going to be showing um, the first episode of the original BBC Quatermass Experiments. Yeah, we're going to be showing um, uh, an episode also of a Late Night Story, which um, takes a story from Tomato Kane, uh, the photograph, not a photograph. I guess I keep getting it mixed up with John <laughs> Bowen's John Bowen's super play for today. Um, but yes, a, a photograph, which is a which is a short story from from uh, Tomato Cane, read by then current Doctor Who Tom Baker, um, and is significant for being the last uh, piece of work that Nigel Neal had on 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 the BBC. Although he wasn't directly involved in it, he was just reading out his story. Never, nevertheless, I put those together because it's obviously the first episode of Quatermass Experiment is his first, well, hardly his first work for the BBC, but it's it's possibly his at that moment most significant up to up to that certainly up to up, yeah, up, to, and it's up, up to that point it's still very early piece of, of television i'm yet to really think about how how that's going to look blown up on a giant, a giant screen um but it's it's going to be a, it's, it will be a, 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 joy, a joy to watch it anyway uh, along next to his last work for for the for, for, for bbc um and that will be preceded by um a session which is being run by andy on um on basically Neil's Neil's BBC career, focusing on the early on the early time, but his you know, his his work with his work with Rudolf Cartier, and how that 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 partnership pretty much shapes shapes television um, as we yeah. as, as 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 we know it. The second session will be uh, which is being run by you. We'll look at his work in the seventies, and particularly as this, this falls well within. What is known as your remit? I don't want you to pigeon, pigeonhole you as, as, as I think as your part of my remit. Certainly, you're, you're not just that. Remit that's important. Yeah, but his and work in, sharing that one. His, absolutely, his work in the seventies and how that sort of is a is a wider reflection of pretty much mm. of of of, yeah. of of what's going on in society. But you know, beasts. Um, Moraine has talked about even his, uh, you know, the, the long gestation of his of the, of the, of the fourth quater, of the fourth quater mass story, and you know, I want to I want to touch on uh, slightly less known things as well. Um, uh, his adaptation of Jack and the Beanstalk uh, for um, the Dead of Night team, who did um, their uh, bedtime stories, uh, which are modern uh, adaptations of classic tales. Uh, sadly, that's that's a missing that's a missing story. But say John Bowen, another great writer. Of the time who I just mentioned in, in, in passing there did the Snow Queen. So there's several of those as well. He, he just Speaking of missing in. stories, we're gonna have mm -hmm. um a live reading of one of his one of his scripts as well, aren't we? Yeah, I mean it's not it's technically it's not missing as it was never as it was never recorded, but uh, <clears> he, he he did um radio before uh as a, as a writer and his um his one of his earliest works for the BBC uh is a radio play uh called You Must Listen. Which we will, which we will do a live reading of. Now, a um, couple of reasons for choosing this as well. Doing live readings is necessarily, necessarily new, uh, but this is for radio, so you don't have to have someone reading stage directions. 
out. Um, and it's also a joy uh, in its, its, its embryonic meal. It's a story, it's a, a ghost story set around uh, a telephone exchange, an early 50s telephone exchange. Uh, and there's a voice on the line. Ontological. It is very, it is, it is very humble. But you know, where from where you know, from these are the roots that he that he gains the term the king of uh, the king of hauntology, as as Mark Chapman called him. Um, it contains a lot of it stuff that's that's developed later in Quaternary stories in the Stone Tape. Uh, but you see, you, you see it here used. And it's a, it's it's unique. It's not wasn't repeated, wasn't recorded. Um, audiences will have a chance to, to to appreciate and enjoy some unique meal, and I'm yeah I'm very excited to do that. We'll have the screen. We'll have uh, screenings of Moraine, uh, introduced by David Simeon, and as I've said, uh, the Stone Tape by by by, by Jane Asher. Uh, we'll have a session on his film work um, with Matthew Sweet uh, chairing chairing that one, where we'll look at uh, whereas Andy has touched on already that he was as known as much in the industry for. Uh, for his adaptation skills, as he was for, 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 for his amazing ideas, um, through to his um, slightly abortive uh, and, and sort of work, workings with Hollywood, why they didn't quite work out, why his why why the world that Neil came from and the style that Neil had, and, you know, the working practices that Neil was used to uh, clashed clashed a bit, but nevertheless, um, he left uh, an indelible impression. On later filmmakers, particularly in the eighties, um, who would whose whose own work would be shaped by 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 by, by Neil, um, and then we'll finish with a panel on his legacy, um, because uh, there's I think a huge amount to be said not just about who he was, but who were his also who were his were his influences. Uh, we'll look. Well, that's when we'll look yeah. at Manx Manx folklore and culture. Uh, we'll look Jeff at the, the mongoose. Jeff the mongoose, Jeff the talking <laughs> mongoose is brilliant. We'll look at, um, you know, uh, I I don't want to pass up an opportunity to talk about Judith Kerr uh, and yeah and how and how she changed his career. Um, take a look at the, but, yeah, people he was influenced, people he was influenced by, and now we're at a stage where people are being influenced by the people who were influenced by Nigel Neal. Mm. Yeah, people, yeah. Ghost, you know, famously Stephen Volk's, you know, Ghost Watch is, uh, you know, is, is something that you know that, that we know that, that Steve that Steve has talked about for his, uh, uh, for his love for Neil, for his interest for Neil. Uh, we've talked about Steve Gallagher's uh, work on there as, as as well, and people are being influenced by Steve Volk, Steve, Steve Gallagher. And, you know, he and Neil himself was influenced by H.G. Wells, by uh, by by Orwell, uh, and these these things. Um, yeah, we're part of a we're part of a great chain, and then we'll finish on a on on Hammer's 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 Quaking Master the Pit. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a, a fun full day. It's been on sale as time of recording. It's been on sale for two days, and sales are, are going well. I think we're a third sold out already. So that's yeah. that's, 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 that's gratifying. I guess we start. Um, I think I think so. This this is a, just was going to be a short wrap up where we were going to explain where everything was going to go on. But um, so we've already had the um, event at home. Um, sorry, listeners, you've missed it. But um, tomorrow <laughs> well, unless you went to comes out if you went in July and pre-orders are already up. Where are the pre-orders up, Andy? So uh, at Comma's website, I think it's commapress.co.uk. I just Google Comma Press, but yes, you can go uh, order from the website. 
we'll we'll stick we'll stick the link in uh, yeah, the, yeah, the show notes. On, on the show I think notes, it's we'll also be. worth mentioning that when uh, the BFI will be releasing their um, their program uh, for their season, which will also be in April, as I said, in sympathy with Sapatico with 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 our, with our day. Um, I think in the next couple of weeks they'll release that the April program. I think it's around the twenty first of, of of Feb. But the BFI also has coming out on Blu Ray, um, nineteen eighty four, uh, the original Nigel Neal, Rudolf Cartier. Um, and and gentlemen, what do you know about uh, the BBC, the BFI Blu Ray of nineteen eighty four? Well, I know it's it's very it's a it's a hugely uh, impactful uh, and influential uh, ad- adaptation, uh, starring. Um, and uh, Peter Cushing, uh, Ron Mitchell, and and Andre Morel, and I know that because uh, I recently watched it with Andy and Toby <laughs> as, we, as we recorded a, as we recorded a commentary um, for it, which yeah. was, uh, which was that dream uh, commentary. And I believe that uh, the aforementioned talk that Andy and Toby gave at home yeah. in January will be included as an extra as this is seen as a, as a superb overview on, on Nigel Neal's career That's and right. on Nigel Neal's centenary they want to... If you've not had quite enough of me and Toby going on about, about Quatermass and, and Nigel Neal... What I thought we yeah. might do also yeah. is is uh, have you and Toby talk about your talk while we broadcast your talk. Yeah, uh, the, the commentary. The, the, the commentary of your talk. Yeah, live commentary of, of, of your talk at, at Picture House. And then we'll That's film it. That's a bit meta. And and I yeah. think it's worth worth mentioning as well that there there are other things in the pipeline. There are there, yes, which yeah. of which which are not ne- necessarily definite or or uh, announceable as yet. Yes, I hope there will be uh, at least one more event um, outside of London in the autumn. But uh, that that remains to be seen. There are a couple of other uh, projects. Indeed. Yeah, uh, and I would also like to say none of this uh, would be if if not impossible, then extremely. Um, more challenging and not as good were it not for the support of Tacey uh, and, Math- and, and, and Matthew Neal. Yeah. Uh, they have been uh, accessible, uh, responsive, and unbelievably enthusiastic uh, for, for, any, for anything we do. We're extremely, extre- extremely grateful, and we hope we, we, do, we, we, uh, we, we do them proud, uh, because to, our, to us, Nigel Neal is a, a hugely uh, influential and, 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 and loved writer. Uh, but to them, he was their dad. Uh, you know, yeah. We have to be, we have to be respectful about it. And you know, it's also a time to have Andy, like, got to as his biographer. Andy got to know Nigel Neal quite well. You know, you see people calling him Tom when they have. No, I would never refer to him as Tom because I, I never met Andy. You know, knew him as Tom. He asked me to. <laughs> so these, um, so one between us all for these events with the, um, there will be some great, great insight, but also I think, uh, you know, a, a crack team of people that will be <laughs> able to, that will be able to do, to, to, to do justice to, he really is one of, one of Britain's most greatest screenwriters. Um, and everybody there is going to be some, going to be people who basically love his work. There's going to be yeah. a lot of like genuine enthusiasm and regard for Nigel yeah. Neal as the man and Nigel Neal as the writer as well. Yes, I think it's been lovely to see sort of how well all these projects have been received. Um, it's, a, it's a funny thing, Archive Telly, uh, when you're a fan of it and you surround yourself with fans of it, you can often 
often think it's only your little niche thing. But, you know, as the BBC comes under ever-increasing pressure, as streaming takes away the idea of physical media and owning VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, and streaming something you never owned, uh, and it's curated by a third party and you take what they can. It's almost going back to the days of it's broadcast once and never repeated. If you miss it, you miss it. Now you've got yeah. it. It's, it's going to be on streaming for X number of months and then it'll go. Um, and I, I hate that. I want to, if I want, I want to purchase and own uh, for my own, for my own consumption, uh, that piece of piece of physical media. And I can watch that. And it's, it's vitally important to the organisations like the BFI, like the BBC, uh, like network, like Simply Media, um, know and appreciate and understand there's a there's a good market for um, archive television and the approval of these things as well. And I, you know, the BFI has MediaTek where you can where you can go and view countless hours of of old telly yeah. because of rights issues. They can't broadcast it or make it available outside of them as well. Um, and I know they're taking steps to make that more accessible. In, other in 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 in, in, other, in other ways but it's great to be able to involve people people showing enthusiasm for you know in many ways what is you know old telly but there's a reason old telly is loved and there's a reason old telly is important and it's Nigel Leo is a shining example of the way old telly um shapes and and cultural history I think as well going back to that point about the the, the his the Neils being very supportive of all this the, the first time, sorry, this is, this is name dropping. I am joking. But the, the first time I rang Nigel Neal's house, he answered the phone and, it, and was surprised that I wanted to speak to him. Oh, you don't want to speak to my wife. And I think there was that thing of, oh, I, I didn't think anybody wanted to know about me. And I think that's, that's really where his children are coming from. If people are enthusiastic about this and, and they want to celebrate, they're more than happy uh, that, that, you know, his name should be kept alive. And, and there is still that sense that he's kind of on unheralded in some ways well if we're yeah. if we're if we're name dropping when i had tea at tacy's house she doesn't live that, that far away <laughs> she doesn't live that far away from me i said this is sickeningly north london um i, I made the point that um nigel neil fans will know who judith, judith kerr is um i'm not sure how necessarily a lot of judith kerr fans will know who, yeah. who, who, nigel, who, neil. who nigel neil is uh and certainly in later life uh in terms of yeah, yeah, later, later careers, Judith's eclipse, certainly eclipsed as um, uh, Nigel Neal's in terms of in terms of notoriety through 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 her work. Uh, you know, in Morgan and, and the time who came to tea, hugely influ influential things as well. And I was in a uh, an art gallery in Hastings. Uh, God, um, and I was flicking. There was an, there was a book on Judith Kerr. I was just flicking. I was flicking through it, and at the end had a picture of her and Nigel Neal, and the caption just said uh, Judith and her husband Nigel. Uh -huh. didn't say who he was yeah. and didn't say Judith and her husband Tom uh so it used his professional name but and it was like okay. you wouldn't like in a in a, in a, in a book on Nigel Neal you wouldn't say oh, this is his wife Judith You'd say, here's, here's, here's yeah here's his wife Judith yeah yeah writer That's Judith, Judith, Judith Kerr nice. um so I'm hoping that we'll 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 do a lot not only for um yeah, reinforcing or introducing to new people the the the, the wonder of and skill of of Nigel Neal, but also in the value of um, old telly. Indeed. Um, so the Radio Four Extra um, programs are going to be happening in the week before 
yeah, the sixteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. Sixteenth and seventeenth. That's that's Toby's Road and uh, Stone Tape, which was um, Peter Strickland and Peter Strickland and Matthew yeah. Matthew Graham, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, Peter Strickland, on listening. I'd, I'd love a chat with Peter Strickland. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to chat yeah, with Peter Strickland, Strickland. actually. Yeah, it's great. Um, in Fabric, such a great film. Um, mm. and, and yes, and then on the 23rd of April um, is the Nigel Neal Centenary Celebration. If you want to find out more about that, you can look up the website. There's more? There's more? Everything? Crowdchend. <laughs> and nigelnealcentenary.com as well, which gives a full rundown of everybody involved in the event and a programme for the day. So you can see it for yourself in, in print on the screen, what exactly we're planning to do. And we'd really like you to come along and join us in celebrating that event. Absolutely. So I think it remains to thank Toby, to thank Andy, Thank you. And Bernard. We haven't talked about why Toby's dog's called Bernard, but I don't think we need to. Don't, we don't, don't need don't, to don't. talk about why Toby's dog's called Bernard. And um, I don't think we, we can guess. And um, we will return to more episodes of Burkast in the coming few months, although John particularly might be a bit busy. If you're able to get to London in April, we'd love to see you at the Centenary Event Day. More information about that can be found at nigelnealcentenary.com. Toby's upcoming documentary will be broadcast on BBC Radio 4 Extra in April. Keep an eye out for the schedules. And you can pre-order the new edition of Tomato Cane at commapress.co.uk. Birdcast is an independent podcast presented and edited by John Deere and me, Howard David Ingham. Thanks for listening.